This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We Let got us you covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it, you need it. We're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, all the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. I love guests like this, Christine. Good day today. Yeah. Good day. Knowledgeable, inspiring, out to change the world, got a good story. That's right. Got some bumps and blessings rolled into it. Oh my gosh. Jeff Klein is on the show today and he is coming to us from Montauk, Long Island, a fellow Long Islander, although Christine really seems to like it out there. I do. It's beautiful. It really is. I've been it's, spending it's nice. a lot more time with, you know, my mom being sick in Long Island and I forget how, you know, how great it is. And people give me a hard time when I've been traveling. I've traveled to a lot of places in this world. There's Long Island and then there's- give me a hard time about where I'm from. And I'm like, you know what? Don't knock it until you try it. Sister, I'm from New Jersey. I know. We hate each other. <laughs> Talk about giving a hard time I about know. where you're from. It's true. We in Long Island, New York, we're like against each other. And then New right. Jersey, they've got the whole stigma of like, are you in the mafia? Are you, what are you? Nonsense. You know? None of that. Um, but Jeff, Jeff will tell you, you know, he actually um, is from Philly and was in Colorado and Boulder and wound up um, fortuitously. I'm happy that his company closed because he got to, you know, go in a totally different direction in life, which he's helping so many people and he's so passionate and he's so good at what he does, went to Oregon and then wound up in Montauk. I'll tell you the story. Training runners, training triathletes, um, you know, working in camps, getting people ready for, uh, you know, race specifics, uh, you know, training, uh, you know, uses Arthur Lydiard's uh, uh, modalities and methods of, uh, of training athletes, especially, for, you know, for the running. And uh, just a, a wealth of information and a great guy to have. And he's such a, he's a workhorse. Uh, he is, you know, had to actually cut us short a little bit because he had to go train an athlete and swimming, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Hey bro, we got stuff to yeah. do here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, very, very good, uh, interview, uh, lots of fun to listen to right up Christine and I, and I, uh, right up our alley and, um, you know, just, just a great, uh, great conversation. Oh my gosh. So 
team. PRS Fit is his big, you know, is kind of his company and trains people online. And, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit about what he does and how important it is to know your body. And I'm going to say this again, that when you find a trainer, um, I know Brian does it. I know I do it as, you know, if you're going to hire us to really work with you personally, we're going to give you, you know, before we start, before we do anything, I don't care if it's before we, you know, you're not lifting a weight with me. You're not, you know, changing your diet with Brian until we figure out and peel back the onion of what's going on. We're all individuals. We don't all fit into the same size workout programs. And, you know, you need to interview your trainers. You need to interview your health coaches. And, you know, we were talking with someone else um, recently about how important the individual is and, you know, it's not just one aspect and that's really what Jeff believes. And I believe that, you know, like what we do, you give a client intake form. If you work with someone and your trainer does not ask you to do it like some sort of, you know, pre-evaluation or have a sit down with you or talk about medical or what, what's going on, then I think you need to find somebody else. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is... This is my podcast, so I can say that, all right? It's not someone else's. Brian and I could say what we want, but it's really true. So you're going to work with me. You're going to work with Brian. You're going to – I tell people, we need to see if I'm a fit because maybe I'm not your fit. But if you pick me, I am on you, and and that's what you're asking for. So don't think I'm not going to follow up with you. Don't think – you know. and if you don't do what I ask you to do, you're going to have to lie to me, (laughs) and then you're going to have to live with yourself. I say it. I literally say that to people. You'll have to then, – then that's cool. If you can do that, then that's fine. But this is what I expect from you. You should expect this from me. And I think you know that's kind of what Jeff Klein encompasses when he works with people. So All right. That's it. Here we go. Mr. Jeff Klein, listen up, everybody. Enjoy. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you know where it's at today? Mr. Jeff Klein. I am loving it. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, Christine. How are you? Awesome. How's it uh, How's it going up there in Long Island? You know, I, it's Montauk's, Montauk's a very special place. So it's, it's hard not to be happy most days. <laughs> it's beautiful. I am a Babylon girl, born and raised. Okay. And uh, have spent many, many days in Montauk and visiting the lighthouse and hoping the lighthouse never falls into the sea. You know, little things. Well, they just reopened the lighthouse um, this past week. Really? Yeah. It's How long was it closed for? <laughs> well, it's been closed for COVID. Um, oh, ever since, gotcha. Ever, you know, ever since everything shut down and we went into phase four two weeks ago um, and they opened up the lighthouse last week. Beautiful. We are about an hour south right now um, on the Jersey Shore, and we are still 
No indoor dining. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uno, dos. We're we like... are way behind New York, which is kind of sad. But um, we... Cuomo did a great job. Yes. Yes, he did. And we are, you know, holding our breath, literally, <laughs> down here. So we are super excited. I know that um, people don't just fall onto our podcast. And I... You've been in my radar for quite a while, Jeff, um, especially being a, you know, someone who does a lot with endurance racing. And you're, of course, from Long Island. That's just near and dear to my heart. Two peas in a pod here. And um, so I want our listeners from around the world to hear what the heck do you do? You are involved with training and racing. And what's the deal, Jeff? Well, I've been, I've been training runners and triathletes for almost 25 years now. Um, I, I, I fell into it, um, whew, maybe 1996. Uh, I had been, my company had transferred me to a different town and I was there a couple of weeks opening up some new stores. And interestingly enough, I got up to go to work one day and there was yellow tape and chains around the door. The company had been shut down by the, by the security and exchange commission. No. <laughs> Uh, I was out of a job and didn't know what to do. So I went to nursing school. I decided to enroll in nursing school um, and I enrolled in nursing school. And I, I, while I was there, I, I got my personal trainer certification because I had to make money somehow. And I was working at a fitness center and the director said, Hey, you know, you used to run at a, at a pretty competitive level. Would you like to train our, our members for an upcoming road race. It was the Boulder Boulder, which is a very large right. race. I was in Boulder, Colorado at the time. And I said, sure. And at the end of the training cycle, about 40 members signed up and, and you know, they all did really, really well. And um, I was doing heart rate training, which I still do. And most of them had never heard of it back in 1996, although triathletes have been doing it since 1989 or 90 when, when Mark Allen made it famous with Phil Mapitone. So, and they all did really well and they all liked it. And one of the gentlemen came up to me afterward and said, you should be doing this for a living. I said, you can't make any money doing this for a living. He said, well, come on over to my office if you ever think about it and we'll, we'll chat. And I said, okay. So I finished nursing school, um, had this thought in the back of my mind that he had planted. I went to his office one day. He was a local venture capitalist in Boulder. And two and a half hours later, I was walking out of his office with a website. And started coaching runners at the time. I was just coaching runners. And then about two years, three years later, I was working. Um, I was training my athletes on a platform called Training Bible, which is now Training Peaks. Sure. And in those days, Training Bible was a very novice company. And I had about 40 runners on there. So I was a, I was one of their, their bigger clients at the time. And uh, the founder of Training Training Bible, now Training Peaks, was Dirk Friel, and his dad was Joe Friel. And I got contacted by Joe, who asked me if I would like to be the running specialist for his group at that time. And I said, well, of course, you're Joe Friel. <laughs> and I worked for Joe for um, a little bit and learned triathlon coaching from him. And then I went back out on my own a few years later and have been doing it ever since. Amazing. All of us in the know, you know, we, uh, we're familiar with Training Bible. We're familiar with Training Peaks. Yeah, and um, it's... Uh, Yes, I've been doing it for a long time, and I've had the opportunity to, to be part of the Lydiard Foundation in Boulder, uh, and, and because I think Arthur Lydiard was was really the first genius who created periodization and and uh, 
effort-based training because back in Arthur's day, he had no watches. So it was, you know, it was basically effort-based training. And so I've been doing effort-based training. And, and today I refer that to my athletes all the time as effort-based training, because I think sometimes we need not to be looking at the gadgets as much and, and understanding what our body feels. And I, I always tell my, my people that's, if I send you out on a, on a, a zone two or easy effort run or bike, um, I don't want you looking at your watch the entire time. I want you to go out and run by feel. And when you get done, we'll look at the data and we'll see if what you're feeling is, is what you're reading. And I think that puts, you know, cause you never know race day you're out there and you might lose a signal or battery goes dead or a million things could happen in, in a 10 hour triathlon or 12 or 13, however long it is. And you need to know how your body feels. And so that's the way I, I train my athletes today. Why is that so lost on people? Why? I mean, I guess the, the gadgetry and all those things. I really... love it. I love it. Yeah. My gadget's broken so many times on races <laughs> that if it wasn't for your feel and your breath, I would have died. Right. Anybody that's run Chicago Marathon knows that that thing's going to go wacky, uh, you, you know, and, and you have to know where you're at. Um, you know, give yourself that assessment. Why Why is it that that's so lost on people? Why is it that we just you get... Know, if you, ever go to a, you ever go to a Lydiard clinic today and Lorraine Moeller, who's now the, the head of the Lydiard Foundation, 1984 Boston Marathon sure. winner and bronze medal winner at the Olympics... She tells a story of how when she lined up for her run in Barcelona, the only gadget she had on her body was a Seiko watch her father had given her for graduation day. So that's it. But, you know, but Arthur, you know, Arthur trained people to understand how they feel. And, and, and to me, really the founder of today's modern day heart rate based trading, right? It's because that was, you know, his guys and, and gals, Arthur had this formula of so many miles a week and an easy effort. And you did that as you built your base to a certain point, and then you started adding medium effort hill workouts and then more intensity down the road. So he was the first guy who really developed the pyramid. And if you go back and you read anything about Arthur, you'll see you'll see periodization and pyramid structure as far back as 1960. And and Arthur's athletes won 20 Olympic gold medals. 20. 20. Remember that number because no other Olympic coach has come anywhere near that number in history. Amazing. That's insane and so important. So tell us now, how did you go from I'm in Colorado to I'm in Montauk, Long Island? Well, that's it's quite a, was, you know. I was in Boulder for about 20 years, and, and then I, I met a woman who lived in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I moved to Portland, Oregon uh, for our relationship, and she owned a home. She's originally from Northport. Okay, and, and she owned a home here in Montauk that she that she bought back in the nineties, and uh, we would come out here in September every year for a couple of weeks because she rented the house out, um, you know, all summer long, and then we would come out for a couple of weeks into September, and you know, just spend a couple of weeks here. And I fell in love with the place. And then about this will be my fifth winter here, so about five years ago, we decided to um, move out here permanently. Our kids, both of us have kids out here in this area, my children and grandchildren, her children and grandchildren. Um, so that's that's kind of how I ended up in Montauk. There you go. About a girl. I'm an East Coaster originally. I'm originally from the Philadelphia area. So. Okay. okay. I feel like once you get to Montauk, it's it's hard to describe because a lot of people do not make the trip out to Montauk. I mean, you hear you always hear about the Hamptons, the Hamptons, and really Montauk is beautiful. It's a special slice of earth. It's, you know, I really... And as an athlete, it has the best. It has the best that 
that New York has to offer as far as training. We have the ocean on one side of us, the sound on the other side. We have great hilly bike courses, amazing trails out here to run. Uh, so it's, it, it's a great place to live. Don't get me wrong. I miss Boulder, Colorado every day of my life. <laughs> I believe that. I, I, I've come to love Montauk as my se- second favorite place. I haven't trained yet at, at all or done any workout in Montauk, but I'm going to um, just show up on Jeff's doorstep one day and be like, hi, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll jump on the bikes and we'll take a ride out to the lighthouse. Oh, there you go. It's open. I love it. Um, all right. So tell us now that your program's uh, m- mostly virtual. I mean, these days everything's virtual, but, uh, you know, all together, you know, you're doing it in groups uh, locally. How are you uh, structuring your business? You know, and. In 2008, um, a friend of mine said to me, you know, you need to figure out a way to scale your business because you're very good at what you do. And I said, well, okay. Because at the time I was, I was coaching about 30 local athletes and uh, I said, well, let's sit down and talk about that. And he was younger than me and, and more technical than me. And he said, I want you to think about this thing called twitter.com. <laughs> and I went, what the heck are you talking about? Because I wasn't doing any social media at all at the time. So I went on Twitter.com and I set up an I set up an account and I started tweeting. Well, obviously I didn't know what I was doing because I wasn't gaining many followers. And he called me up and he said, "I want you to forget every." He said, "Unlearn everything you learned." He said, "What is the key word in social media?" And I went, "Uh." He went social. So I, I, at that point in time, I just started. Uh, I would do this ask the coach thing on Twitter, and I gave away free information because let's face it, anything that any of us knows online. The problem is deciphering which is the good information and which is the bad information online, right? So I said, okay, but I just started giving away training information on Twitter and my following started to grow and started to grow and my client base started to grow. And I got to the point where I was at 135 athletes and just you know completely overwhelmed. So I trained a couple of my athletes to be coaches because they understood my system and they understood you know, the way to, to go through it. And then we got them certified through other things. And uh, we were at a point where the company had 300 athletes globally. So that's, you know, that was kind of the migration. And then of course, Facebook, and I learned how to use that. And I was very fortunate that I was taught social media by one of my athletes who at the time was, I don't know how old you guys are. I remember when Newton first started, I was training a guy who created Sir Isaac for, for Newton. He was okay. a Newton social media guy. And he taught me everything there was to know about social media. And I just, you know, kind of grew the business and the social media platforms from there. I tell everyone I'm 21. <laughs> it's just my, my, uh, Sir Isaac knows better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. But, um, yeah. So my, I guess it, I'm fascinated by, so the fact that you could be in Montauk and still, you know, Montauk's not a, it's not a it's booming re- metropolis, remote. put it that way. Yet, you know, you have such a presence. And I guess, I mean, I guess that's really important for our listeners. You know, again, we did the same thing. We wanted to give unbiased information to people, you know, about health and fitness and wellness. And, you know, we're endurance athletes. We're, they don't call us the fit crazies for nothing. Let's throw that out there. Um, but that's so important for people to understand. Like, you know, I think there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do virtual coaching, right? There's, there's a lot of people out there and who don't have bad intent. So I, I hope everyone realizes I'm not saying they're doing anything correctly, but who think that they go on training peaks or final surge, which is what I use now. Mm-hmm. And 
and give an athlete a week's worth of workouts or four weeks worth of workouts, however they do it. And that's it. Um, I can't operate that way. I, I'm very, very personal with all my athletes. I, I, I give feedback on every single workout every day. Um, some days I give them video feedback because Google now has a great little thing. You hit video and I can give them a video feedback. I've had athletes in other states tell me that I spend more time with them than their local coach did when they were using it. <laughs> and to me, that's what it's about. I have relationships with all my athletes, with every single one of them. I have a relationship. I, I talk to them all the time. I have my own team Facebook page where all of my athletes share information and stories and motivation and race results. And I think that gives them a sense of belonging. Uh, they, they know they have a coach who cares about them because I know how to say no to an athlete. Uh, and I think saying no means that you care more than saying yes, just to make them happy. Uh, and they know that they have a surrounding group of like-minded people who they can chat to in this, in this special group. And I think that's what's you know, kept the business strong and that's what's kept it growing. And I think that's what's Im important to do. And I think that's why my athletes have, have a, a very high level of success. It's, it's because of that hands-on approach that you can take virtually you know, you can send me a swim video now and I can upload that swim video into a software tool that I use and break your, your strokes down stroke by stroke. I can, I can give you running form lessons online and I do this on a regular basis. And, and I just think it, it's because I, I don't want them to think I'm just an electronic voice on the other end of the thing. I want them to, to feel that they know me and my athletes share in my journey as well. As, as you know that I have cancer mm -hmm. and, um, my athletes share in that journey as well. And it's, it's become a very large supportive family. Let's stop there for a second, Jeff, and get to this um, elephant in the room. So you have been going through some, I don't know, some bumps. We call them in the road sometimes. Talk about what is going on and how you are able to just keep going. You know, Christine, there've been a lot of bumps in the road in my life. Um, and I, I think, you know, for me, it's all about attitude, you know? Uh, and you know, when I got diagnosed, I was as, I was as angry and upset as most people get, but that lasted about 48 hours. And then I said, Oh, how am I going to deal with this? Am I going to let it own me or, or am I going to keep living my life and own and own it? And, and that's what I did. Um, you know, I've made some mistakes in my life and sometimes there's the people out there who, who are taking shots at that. And I, you know, I say, so be it. I just don't, you know, I just don't believe in, in falling into the negative with anything that I do. I believe that I have a positive attitude. If people don't like me, I'm okay with that. Um, if, because that's their opinion and they're entitled to it. I don't get into politics with people, quite frankly, because everyone's entitled to their opinion and I'm fine with everyone's opinion. Um, whether it agrees with me or not, it, it, it's okay. I have to maintain what I do and I have to maintain the positive attitude that I have so that I can motivate others. If, if I start falling into a woe is me or an angry state of mind, that comes across to other people. And I have a friend who's a, who's a very, very successful motivational speaker now and a two-time New York Times bestseller uh, who, ha who has taught me this one key phrase that I use all the time. You can't have a positive life with a negative mind. And um, – I try to keep myself as positive as, as I can all the time. And I think that carries me through every difficult situation that I find. 
You know, it sounds like a whole lot of people that I know that also happen to be endurance athletes. You think that that anything that uh, you do for a living or you know for fun plays into that um, attitude that you carry? Yeah, it's you know it's life's too short. You know, life is too short for for negativity. Life is too short to waste your time arguing with people who, for whatever reason, have an argumentative cause. I just, you know, I, we, we look at this now, I see the politics going on on Facebook and other platforms. And I think, you know, that's not what life should be about. This is a horrible situation. It's not a political situation. It's a humanitarian situation. And as, as humans, we should be banding together to do whatever we can to make this situation turn around. And I don't think, you know, putting down the president, putting down the last president, putting down the next president helps anything. And I don't think people arguing about politics because of this or any other reason fixes anything. And I, I used to work for a gentleman one day who said to me, don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. And I think um, too many people today are focused on problems that they can't resolve and they're not looking for solutions to those problems that will help their lives get better. Not only that, why aren't we trying to find solutions for problems we don't even have yet? How about that? <laughs> or our own. You know? <laughs> that is so powerful. Now, how are you now how are you feeling? Are you still obviously all of the races pretty much are, you know, have been canceled, um, as far as I could see in, in our East Coast area. But what's going on with training? How is that affected how is it affected or helped or hindered your just your current um, I guess athletic prowess. Well, I'm something really crazy. Um, I'm I'm going to run across the country on my treadmill. <laughs> nice, that a boy. <laughs> um, you know, I've done since being diagnosed. I've, I've tried to do a lot of epic things. I ran across the country one year, and I've done a 24-hour treadmill run, two 12-hour treadmill runs. Um, and I just decided that okay, well, you know, maybe I can motivate and inspire some people who are or, who are feeling let down by you know, not being able to race and don't want to train. I can't tell you how many phone calls I get right now from local people saying, you know, can you come work with me at my house or whatever? Because I've gained 15 pounds during this crisis. Yeah. This crisis never said don't work out. And um, I, I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. So my goal is through this is to talk about fitness and, and maintaining fitness levels and getting out and doing something so I'm going to run across the country. It's probably I'm going to try to do 25 miles a day, and it take me about 100 days. I'll do, you know, 12 miles, 12 and a half miles in the morning, 12 and a half miles in the afternoon because I'm swamped with swim lessons right now out here in Montauk. <laughs> uh, so I'll get those in in between. But what I've done with my athletes is I've said, okay, you know what? This is a perfect time to retune the body. You know, this is a perfect time to take a step back, continue to work on base. Let's get the strength work done to keep the, the muscles, ligaments, and tendons all toned up. You know, let's get the flexibility stuff in there. It's a great time to just back off a little bit, keep the conditioning levels high, but take a lot of the intensity out of it because there's no need to stress your body right now if you're not going to be racing for another five or six or seven months, whatever it's going to be. It, it, that's the exact approach I'm taking. It's it's yeah. all base and it's all strength, and and you know and and you know there are days where I feel like I want to cut loose. I do, um, but you know because I, I I enjoy it. Um, you know and it's and it's a lot for fun and and you have to you have to strip it down. You have to build it up, and it's just a great opportunity for everybody. Just like you said, take that step back, 
and uh, you Absolutely. know enjoy it. Jeff Bryan walked into the studio, I don't know, a couple months ago. And, you know, with all the negativity out there and, you know, people are like, oh, I'm stressed and the, I'm eating and I'm drinking. And Brian walks in and he's like, Christine, how awesome has this <laughs> pandemic been for our workouts? And I'm like, it's pretty awesome. But let's just try not to rub it into I everyone. I said, I feel like I'm camping. It's great. I mean, we've used the time to, you know, work out when we want to or plan different workouts or, you know, not feel as... You know, your hands are tied to certain things. And I mean, people have seen it in such a negative way. And we're sitting here like, mm, well, it is what it is. All right, Boston's canceled and these Ironmans are canceled and everything else. But I'm not crying over it. I'm like, all right, whatever. That's fine. It is what it is. And you, you know, you build back up if you want. And it's just been, I love the fact that you have that, that attitude. And well, I think it's been proven that. People who have stayed fit through this, even if they do get sick. My girlfriend was down with COVID for 17 days. Oh, no. But she, but she's re- when she came out of it, and and it has a long-term effect. Because I'm working with a few people who, who are athletes and, and came down with it. And it has a longer-term effect than most people think. I mean, she's still, although she's working out every day again, it, it affected the lungs. You know, it's affected the cardiovascular um fitness that she's had but she made it through and she probably made it through and came out the other end healthier than people who weren't healthy going in right we tell that to people for anything that they're doing the greatest thing about i tell my athletes if if there's a catastrophic event in their life that might require surgery or something like that stay as healthy as you possibly can going into that because you'll come out the recovery will be faster and i think you know we we i don't i don't think we we push fitness in this country as much as we should have. Oh, absolutely. And the right not. kind of fitness. I don't think we teach enough cardiovascular fitness in this country. That's why we, the number one cause of death in this country is heart disease. I don't think people do enough to strengthen the most important muscle in their body. And um, I think that's a message that you know we as trainers should be screaming on a regular basis. That, look, your bicep isn't the most important muscle in your body. <laughs> that thing right. is the blood and the oxygen to it is. Right. If you could see your heart in the mirror, we'd uh, treat it a whole lot differently. And the way you look doesn't always, you know, dictate your health, too. You look a certain way, but you're eating cheeseburgers and smoking cigarettes. That's not helping you either. So it's, yeah. you know. I think I think the biggest, you know, my doctor tells me this all the time, that the, the biggest contributing factor to me, me now being six and a half years into this diagnosis is the fact that I remain healthy and I stay healthy and I, I came into it healthy. Um and, you know, my circulatory system is different than the average, you know, sedentary guy. Um, my cardiovascular strength is different than the average sedentary guy. And that helps me respond to treatment um, a lot better. So, Jeff, I know that we're limited a little bit on time. And we want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you and what's going on. So what is the, what is your website, social media handles, because I know you have them, and uh, go. Wow. Um, let's see, my website is teamprsfit.com. And let me see. My, well, on social media, I have Team PRS Fit. Is one of, is my fan page is Team PRS Fit on Facebook. I'm at Coach PRS on um, Instagram and Twitter. And um, I, have, I, have a, I have a very open-door policy. Anyone can Facebook message me or message me anything. My email is prsfit at gmail.com. I, I don't charge people to answer questions because I'd rather see you 
you Google me and ask, you know, use me as your Google source. So you're getting at least a, <laughs> my version of a qualified answer rather than a thousand different answers. And uh, that's, I never charge anyone for that. So you, know, you tell people that, that you know, I'm, an, I'm an open door when it comes to that. I you love that. If you, hire, if, I, if, I, if you hire me, I'm going to charge you. Um, but if you just need some question answers, I would rather see people have an informed answer from someone who's qualified to give it to them than go on Google and not really understand. I, I say this in the first chapter of my book that I just released that, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of great training programs out there. You know, you Google marathon training program, Ironman training program, there's thousands of them out there. Well, you know, 95% of them are written by people who use them for their personal benefits. And so you're getting a training program that wasn't developed for you. Right. Is there malicious intent in that? Absolutely not. There are good intentions in all of that. It's just that as individuals, we are all different. We all respond to stress differently. We all respond to recovery differently. So, you know, it's important to look for qualified answers um, before you make any kind of move forward in a training program so that you don't get hurt and you have the success that you would like to have. I admire that open door. Uh, not all coaches work that way. A lot of them like to keep their secrets to themselves, and uh, that's not uh, benefiting. Uh, you know, I always say running's been so good to us. How how dare we, um, you know, treat it like that? So uh, I admire it greatly. Uh, tell us real quick before you jump off. When does the uh, when does the gun go off on this trip across America, and how can we uh, follow you on that? Um, I, on Monday, I'm going to start Monday morning. Monday morning. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be running live on my on my fan page. I'm still waiting for my darn Garmin foot pod to arrive so I can get on Swift so people will be able to run with me on Swift uh-huh. um, if I can figure out that technology, of course. Um, and But I'll be posting that stuff every day, and I'll be posting links um, that you can follow and come along with me. I have some sponsors out there who have given me some great raffle prizes to give away, and I have a lot of free giveaways. Uh, so it's, it'll be a lot of fun, and 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 hopefully it'll it'll motivate some people, or or at least it'll prove just how you know crazy I am. <laughs> You're in good company, Jeff. <laughs> Love Tell it. us the name of the book and where we can get it. Oh, you can buy the book right on my website. Um, it's there's an audio version and an ebook version of the new book. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine, and it comes with a free training program. So if you go through the book, you can contact me. I'll send you a questionnaire. You fill out the questionnaire so I know a little bit about you, and I will build you a training program based on on your answers on that questionnaire rather than just some cookie cutter thing. Um, you, you, obviously you won't get the feedback that my regular athletes do because that's what they pay for. But I figure what the heck you, you, you invested a, a, a whopping 1499 in my book. <laughs> the least I can do is just build a program. Amazing. Amazing. I'm never going to die a millionaire, but at least I'm going to die helping as many people as I can. Right. That is a beautiful way to hey, be. Hey, you're getting your wings. I love it. <laughs> Jeff, we wish you nothing but health and happiness and all of the great things in life. And very blessed that you uh, took some time out of your busy schedule to talk with us and our listeners from around the world. Jeff Klein, everybody, uh, take a look. He's a um, pretty, pretty knowledgeable man, if I do say so myself. So, Jeff, thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me on. And, and send me the link to this so I can, I'll can i upload it onto my podcast so you can get some more followers as well. Beautiful. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you, Jeff. And with that said, it's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.